3: Now
2: let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio.
3: Oh yeah, my song. About time we heard mine. Two pros and a cup of Joe. Fox Sports Radio, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox with you here. No LeVar Arrington. He'll be back on the show coming up tomorrow. You can listen to us on the iHeartRadio app. You know you can find us on hundreds of affiliates all across the country. And no matter where you are, making us a part of your Monday morning, we appreciate you doing so. We are going to take you all the way up till the end of this hour, 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 6 o'clock Pacific, and we do so live from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com will help you get there in unmatched selection, fast free shipping, free road hazard protection, and over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be so we opened up the show talking about sunday night football the dallas cowboys putting it on the philadelphia eagles getting a little bit of revenge dallas is now sitting there atop the nfc east but that's not the story out of the nfc because it does feel like and i think you made this point last week it does feel like the 49ers are distancing themselves from not only everybody else in the NFC, but everybody else in football. Yeah, they are fantastic, yeah. man.
1: They are. And and they really don't have any weaknesses when they are healthy. They can play at a really high level. The addition of, of Chase Young, too, is I think, helped out, improve the pass rush, he, even though he might not be lighting the world on fire He deserves a lot of attention, and it doesn't allow people to focus as much attention on guys like Nick Bosa. So um, that move, I think, has helped him out. But when when healthy, the different ways that Kyle Shanahan utilizes Christian McCaffrey and Kittle and Samuel and Ayuk and all the pieces, man. It's just they're tough to stop. They're going to be tough to stop. Uh, It just comes down to whether or not they can all stay healthy. Like, that's the biggest thing. It's the thing that stopped them last year when they got into the playoffs. And that's the only thing that stands in their way, I think, this year of not only getting to the Super Bowl but ultimately winning one because as of right now, they clearly look like the most complete team in the NFL. Yeah.
3: And there's going to be people that will point, yeah, but can Brock – dude, at at some point he's people got to – they got to give it up. Like yeah. just just give it up. The guy's a good – he's a good quarterback. Yeah. And, and if we're going to play that game, do we want to do the same thing? Well, like what's Christian McCaffrey without – the? Like what? What do you want? You, you want them to just sit everybody and say, "All right, prove it that you can do it on your
1: own." Yeah. Like he, play like, play one on eleven. Just Brock Purdy out there by himself. he got to prove it that
3: way. Uh, no, they're they are like the three game losing streak. Like there's got to be some accountability for the things that people say uh, in sports media because when they had lost three in a row. Like it was, sky is falling, doom and gloom. Oh yeah, now, the Brock Purdy's been exposed. This team, you know, they they can't do it without a quarterback. Maybe they shouldn't have uh, traded away Trey Lance. Blah 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 blah. And yet here they are, all these weeks later, and they're just manhandling teams. Like yeah. the, the the score yesterday, although they didn't cover. And I know Geno Smith was out, and it was Drew Lock. Well, I mean, depending on when you got the uh, the
1: line, because uh, you know some people had to pick it at ten and a half. So. Uh, they covered in that case, didn't they, Jonas?
3: Didn't oh, they? oh, so what happened? Did
1: well, first off, earlier in the week, my biggest gripe about this game, it's not even the, the, the focus on San Francisco. It's the fact that now, it wasn't until late in the week right. where you got a sense that, oh, Geno Smith might not play. Like the groin injury is worse than we think. Pete Carroll's already come out and said he's not even sure he's playing next week. Which is, is not a good thing. I mean, they've struggled with Drew Locke at quarterback. He did some nice things in this game. However, in the end, just too many turnovers. It feels like when they need to make a play, they just they can't. And, and that's where they're really where they miss Gino. You see a big difference between the two. But it wasn't until late in the week where you really got a sense that he wasn't going to start and play for them. I'm not even sure it wasn't until the day of the game. Where ultimately the decision was made, you know, maybe they knew behind the scenes and you know internally they they thought there was a really good chance, but I thought going into it, Gina was questionable with it it probably should have been downgraded to less than that, however, that's you know the the injury status, and rules as it is right now in the NFL have, have been one of the other topics of conversation that should be reviewed in the off season it,
3: like the saturday bef- Saturday before the game, I saw. They've signed so and so to the practice squad. I'm like, right. Oh, here we go. Like right. here, he- here we go. Because I-, I think this was one of our, if I'm not mistaken, it was one of our picks that we did against the spread on Friday. Right. And it's like, okay, th- that completely changes everything.
1: That line opened at ten and a half. It got all the way up to fourteen. Yeah. I it, mean, it's it, like to me, there's there's obviously some issues with this whole thing how it works out, but. It's, it's not to take anything away from what San Francisco did. You know, again, they, they dominated that game. They, they would have won that game even if Geno Smith was started. I just don't know if they would have won. Um, You know, if they would have been, they, they obviously didn't cover the number, but, you know, at 10.5, they, they obviously were able to.
3: They obviously. also appear to have a little bit of a red ass do the Niners like they play with a little bit of a uh, little bit of venom like even uh like the Debo first of all uh, Debo Samuel had a great game but DK Metcalf's German suplex of Fred Warner and that I mean that is textbook that's real yeah. strength and then Fred Warner hits him in the back of the head and then flops afterwards and then you see a couple of ejections and all that like it does feel it feels like the Niners know how good they are they know what happened last year in the nfc title game they told everybody if we were healthy we would have won that game they buried san francisco or they buried philly last week and it just feels like as the season goes on i mean it's clear there's the three best teams in the nfc are san fran philly and dallas And it does appear like maybe Dallas and San Fran have distanced themselves from everybody else. But I just I don't I don't think Dallas can beat San Francisco. I just don't I don't think they can. They've proven the past couple of years they can.
1: Yeah, again we'll see. I mean, if that's your NFC Championship game, I think we'd all be happy about that. Um, That or that or San Francisco versus Philly. But either way, I I just I think I'm more concerned about where Seattle's at right now, and what their future looks like, especially if they're not able to make it in the playoffs. Is is what do they do at quarterback? I mean, Geno's still going to be under contract, but is that the direction they want to go? Um, they've brought in some pieces to try to keep building up this team, but it, they just haven't been able to to find the same magic they found with Russell Wilson and Richard Sherman and the defense and everything else that they had. You know, and, and obviously <clears throat> Bobby Wagner's back, but it, it's got to be frustrating because they've got some of the pieces. They've they've struggled to stay healthy in certain spots too. And I think that's where you see the frustration for DK Metcalf come out is, you know, they, they have opportunities. And it seems like there's just something doesn't go their way, whether it's a health issue or a play or whatever the case may be. And and it's unfortunate. But, yeah, there's definitely no love lost between those two teams.
3: Why the hell did I pick Seattle
1: to win the division?
3: Like, I just I, I look I look at some of my picks and I go, what are yeah. you doing, dude? Like,
1: there's a lot of things you do I can't figure. Yeah, out. Yeah, I
3: just I don't I don't get it. Like, why would yeah. I think that Seattle was gonna like what 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 changed in the like?
1: I just it's like where do you take where do you take the family to this weekend?
3: Universal Studios.
1: Yeah, like do it on a weekday, man. Less crowd, probably a little bit easier. You know.
3: Yeah, but it's too, too difficult.
1: You know, it's with really the, not. With the work not with the schedule that we have.
3: Yeah, but it's it is for me. Cause you know there's you know a lot of stuff going on. Then you're mixing in nap times and all that. Like I like to be yeah, at 100 hundred. There's still nap
1: times on weekends.
3: Listen, I like to be at a hundred percent. Are you
1: just making excuses right now because you didn't really think that maybe a weekday would have been a better option? No,
3: I don't. We normally don't do that stuff on weekdays.
1: Oh, exactly. Yeah, it's a special occasion.
3: But I got to be locked in and focused on the show, so I wait until Friday yeah, to make sure yeah. I can get all that done. Look, hashtag yeah. built different. You know how this works. I mean, that's just the way I operate. Yeah. So I got to make sure I'm at a, a you know full throttle, full bottle. You know, if I want to have a cocktail, I have a cocktail if I want to, but I don't do that during the week.
1: They're you got a lot of issues, you know that.
3: Yeah, a lot, lot of issues. And so do the Seattle Seahawks. They got a lot of issues. They're not making the playoffs, by the way. Uh, spoiler alert to everybody listening in Seattle: like, don't worry about it. They will not go to the playoffs. Uh, that's how that's going to turn out. And now it comes down to if the Niners are the best team in the NFC that everybody expects them to be. Or at the end of this whole thing, what's the best matchup for them looking ahead in the Super Bowl? the matchup where you go okay this is the one that that if we can get this this will be the best matchup on paper who would you say from the i would AMC. say pretty
1: much i don't know that they they're scared of anyone with the exception of maybe baltimore is the one team that i think right now combined with all the pieces could give them some problems and, and the, i think baltimore gives everyone some problems just cuz of lamar where where lamar has come from and Todd Munkin's offense this year. And and you touched on it. You said it in your notes. Like, Zay Flowers, you're starting to see, too, the way he, he's utilized. About time. Like, that – yeah, I know. That team, to me, has to be scary for anyone who takes them on. They're just solid all the way around. Like, I don't care what phase you're talking about. That's a solid, solid football team. Now, the injury to Kyle Hamilton hurts. We'll see how bad that looks moving forward. But, you know, they – that, te- that team, to me, I think, everyone in the AFC and probably even San Francisco is like, yeah, we can feel like we've got a good game plan against what they do, but ultimately, Lamar could just take over the game and take off and run and, and do the things that he does that make him so special. But it's, it's the playing from the pocket, too, within that the system, throwing the football that makes them dangerous, too, in the emergence of a guy like Zay Flowers. So I, I would say, I-, I don't know that San Francisco really cares because I think they give so many people mismatch is- issues that it doesn't matter who you're talking about. Like, yeah, it'd be tough to face Miami because of Mike McDaniel. He's familiar, obviously, with everything Kyle Shanahan does. Vic Fangio is a great defensive coordinator. You know, so from a scheme standpoint, I think you they'd probably look at them and say, I don't know if we want to look at Tyreek Hill and all that speed and the way Mike McDaniel going to use them. But if you're comparing rosters, like that defensive front for San Fran – should be able to get after Miami up front and by by offensive line. By
3: the way, San Francisco-Baltimore is the Christmas night matchup, so we're going to get to see that game uh, coming up right. here in a couple of weeks. Those are the two teams uh, that are favored to win the Super Bowl. If you look at the odds in most places, it's going to be San Francisco and Baltimore that are going to be favored to win the Super Bowl, as you pointed out. Um, I would like to know, though, Lee, can you look up, what is the Christmas Day schedule for the NBA because I'd like to know how they're well, feeling I'm not about watching that. Well, I know, but the the point is, I, I want to know how they're feeling about the fact that they're going to try and put some game up head to head against this one, and what they actually expect to get done. If we can get a potential Super Bowl preview in the 49ers and the Ravens, what's the NBA Christmas Day schedule? Look
4: so like? there's five games. We have uh, tipping off Bucks at Knicks, nine a.m. Warriors at Nuggets Pacific the, time, by the way. It yes, that sure. is correct. Uh, Warriors at Nuggets, Celtics at Lakers. Always good.
3: What about five fifteen Pacific time? What is that? That will like? be the Sixers at the Heat. Yeah, that's a good thought. Have fun, everybody. There'll be about uh, eleven people watching that game. And then so. last game, nobody's watching this. Mavs at Suns. Yeah, well, it's a little. It's actually a good game. Yeah, geezly. Why do you got to pile on? You yeah. know, we're just trying to uh, yeah, you know trying to let I him know He really what... should
1: move back the season. Just kick it off on Christmas. Yeah. I think that add more, you know, a Something to it. It'd be, it'd, be, it'd be better than the way it is now. Yeah, I agree. Uh, all right, so mean, was, but we did have the in-season tournament, so that was a, that was a success. That was a, that that was a hit, just, right? It's just so, like be, be honest. Did you? How much I thought it was really neat. I mean, the court was painted yeah. different. I, I almost yeah. didn't even recognize what was happening. Was yeah, like, is this still? Ba- is this still the NBA? Like, I mean, what, they, what's You know, they were
3: drinking champagne afterwards. Yeah. They were. I mean, it was. I mean, it, great, man.
1: Like, can, can I quote you from what you said Friday? I
3: don't,
1: I don't did really. you or did you not say that the <laughs> The LA sports teams are the best at winning. How do you say it? Irrelevant? Oh,
3: it's all, all, all the stuff that nobody else wants. That's right. You know, it's yeah. like all the uh, they like they like yeah we'll we'll take that. It's like cool. Nobody else wanted that.
1: They're like the bulk trash pickup people who come yeah. around before bulk trash and they're like taking stuff right. off the curb. It's like it's like an oven
3: that doesn't work. Yeah, a, a barbecue lid and like no no yeah, it's, like, it's like
1: but it's like they'll figure out a way of like right. selling that out for scrap or getting it before it goes to bulk trash. Yeah, they yeah. like
3: the la la teams are like the the Lakers are the scrap metal of sports. Like, they'll go ahead, they'll take, oh, you, nobody wants to play during COVID? Oh, we'll win that one. Cool, here's your half ring, and you can try and consider it a real title. It's like, oh, okay, well, uh, we'll this in-season tournament, cool, we'll take this one. Even though they were given some phantom timeout and they didn't have possession for it, like, the whole, just the whole thing was too goofy for me, you know? I need the real stuff, like
1: football. I think the hard thing for me is, like, hyping it up to make it more. I'm like, I, I still don't. As a fan, like, I just, I can't get into it. You know, I just I can't get excited about a, a tournament that ultimately like we're going to see who wins the NBA finals and that'll determine this, the season's champions. Yeah, no but... one's going to look back and go, yeah, but you know what? You know, the Suns won the NBA finals, but man, the Lakers won that in season tournament. Like no one's going to turn on and say that.
3: The, the best part is when they justify it by saying, well, uh, but they do this over in Europe. OK, they do a lot of things over in Europe. Yeah, you do. know, and and,
1: yeah, and some things they don't. Lee, do. you know what I'm talking about. Red light district, buddy. <laughs> <Yeah>. some, things,
3: <laughs> some things they don't do yeah. over in Europe, which, uh, you know, some of us would not recommend. Right. So uh, and eaters. But again, this is uh, the the whole thing. Is what is wrong with you? I just, I'm just saying, the idea that the idea that we're going to go ahead and we're going to comp and and do this whole fun and dance and song and dance with the NBA and why they should make this work and this is what makes them. It's just like none of it. It was goofy from the get go. Paint your courts all you want. Well, that's
1: the thing is all the coverage of it has been like, oh, this is just incredible. Like, who would have thought we could pull this off and do this? Like
3: TNT and ESPN, they're doing a joint broadcast together. Yeah. Who's that help? ESPN. Doesn't help TNT. They've got the best studio show on the planet. I know. Them and Big Noon Kickoff.
1: Yeah. I would put TNT in a in a category of their own. I wouldn't. You know? I would that? Because they're that good.
3: Um, It is two pros and a cup of Joe here on Fox Sports Radio from the TireRack.com studios. It's Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox of the Year. All right, so coming up next here, we're going to talk about some bad news. Yesterday may have been the end of a playoff run for one of the best stories in the National Football League. And we'll tell you what that is. That's next.
2: Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, Lavar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app.
3: two pros and a cup of Joe Fox Sports Radio Brady Quinn Jonas Knox with you here coming up a little over 20 minutes from now we're going to close up shop here with another edition of you in or you out that'll be yours here on a Monday morning Uh, we will tell you who is out uh, because they were out of the game late in that game yesterday Uh, one of which was CJ Stroud of the Houston Texans the stellar rookie who's going to be rookie of the year goes down with the head injury Um, helmet hit the turf not a good look but that was not a good game for the Houston Texans there. Dealing with the elements on the flip side, Zach Wilson looked fantastic. Probably the best game, maybe of his career, but a bad situation for the Houston Texans. No Tank Dell, Nico Collins. Uh, man, it felt like this was a feel-good story that hit a little bit of a snag yesterday.
1: Yeah, no, I mean it would have been an uphill battle anyway considering how good the Jets' defense is, um, but you know, Nico Collins gets knocked out early CJ Stroud there towards the end. And, and really, you just don't feel like they are going to have any ability to, to, to remain in the playoff hunt if CJ Stroud's not a quarterback and if they don't have anyone for him to throw to. You know, the, the tank tell has been such a difference maker for him. Nico Collins has stepped up too at times in a big way. But without Stroud, uh, I just I don't think their defense can hold up. I think you saw evidence of that yesterday. And I'm not sure they're able to dominate running the football either. So uh, tough for D'Amico Ryans, who has. You know him and his staff have just done so, so well this year. Kind of changing the the culture, if you will, and really getting the most out of this team. So disappointing uh, for for Texans fans, uh, but also good for Zach Wilson. You know, a lot of different speculation as to what went on this past week. Uh, but at the end of the day, he went out, played football, played some of his best football, and, and blocked out all the noise. So you're seeing the maturation process, um, you know, for him out there. I think as a quarterback, and it still keeps him, in, you know, in line for maybe outside chance of making the playoffs, and maybe outside you know chance that Aaron Rodgers comes back.
3: There was a report that came out on Saturday out of Utah, uh, a reporter who noted that part of the issue was the fact that. After his initial benching this year, that Zach Wilson and Robert Sala had a conversation, and they mutually agreed to part ways after the season. Like that's that's where this was headed. And then you had all the back and forth last week, and it's like I just look at it and I go, "It's it's." While everybody was wanting to pile on Zach Wilson and the, Zach Wilson this and Zach Wilson that, dude, like there's a reason why it hasn't worked for a lot of people in New York. Like It just right. seems like it's the usual, the same old story, the Jets, the Jets, the Jets. There's always an issue. whether And it's like all these weird stories that come in off the field, like all of these like like crazy plays. They always seem to happen to the Jets. The problem was there well before Zach Wilson got there. And it appears unless Rodgers comes back, it's going to be there after the season and there's going to be question marks and things like that. I just, this idea that it was all on Zach Wilson, I just thought was a little bit comical. And just the more we hear come out of there just this is typical new york jets this is what they do great you were there you saw that organization
1: yeah and again it was a different time right different head coach different front office but still there was a disconnect you could feel that as a player being there but this is different i mean i think the one thing is that's interesting is you know people are, are you know throwing bouquets at zach wilson for how he's handled this particular week and how he handled things after the win and it's like well you know a lot of guys just do that when they come into the league. You know, and and I understand like they're they're excited about you know the progress that they're seeing from him, and they want to be complimentary of him uh, because you know who knows if he's going to be with the Jets next year, if he's going to be somewhere else, you know, all that's up in the air. Maybe still being evaluated, maybe based on the report you just you know referenced, you know, maybe it is over. Maybe they are going to go their separate ways, however you want to view that. But there's also a thought that you know, look, I, I understand people are happy about where he's at now, but this is kind of where I think you should have been initially. You play quarterback enough in in college football to know that when things go well, you give praise to everyone else. When things go bad, you take the ownership of that. That's how it works. Like That's just what it is as a quarterback because you know better than everyone else, you get all the credit and too much credit when things go well, and and you probably get too much of the blame. And, And you've been conditioned to wear that hat your entire life since you've played quarterback. So it's just, it's always surprising to me where, when guys get in the league, in particular at the quarterback spot, and they don't take on that sort of persona and they don't take on that sort of public image in the way they go about handling adversity. So that's, that's always how it's supposed to be.
3: And that report, speaking of credit, uh, goes to Doug Robinson of the Desert News out of Utah, who had the report that. Robert Sala, Zach Wilson agreed to mutually part ways after the year, after his initial benching, which probably led to his hesitation for wanting to come back in and all the other stuff that came in uh, throughout the past few days there in New York. Now, another quarterback has got some problems. Uh, Justin Herbert has now got a broken index finger on his throwing hand. So this is the second I guess
1: issue Broken he's finger. at.
3: Yeah, I mean, it's like. So, so what is he like? Is he going to be walking around like ET, just pointing with his finger sticking out the whole time? Is that what we're looking at here? With well, Justin you don't Everett? watch
1: Seinfeld, so I can't really reference any Seinfeld episodes. But there was one where there was a hand model, and I believe the guy used to wear like a glass case around his hand is that because right? he, he didn't is want anything right? to happen <laughs> to it. Yeah, so maybe that's how uh, he needs to proceed moving forward. wear for a glass um, covering and case over his hand.
3: Look, it, it's uh, it's brutal. I was actually listening. to to us uh, the great Steve Desager uh, who was talking and he does he works the Charger home games cuz he's in the the press box and he was saying that it was the quietest that he's ever heard that place during That's football yeah because yeah. like the Broncos you know I mean which is a great story in a, of themselves but it feels like The Chargers, they're going nowhere in a hurry. There's going to be a change at coach at the end of the year, and this is what a lot of people projected. It's almost like a couple years ago when the Arizona Cardinals got blown out in that playoff game against the Rams. They almost never recovered. It feels like the Chargers, after that playoff collapse last year against Jacksonville, never recovered, and we're going to have a brand-new head coach at the end of this whole thing, and Justin Herbert's going to have to, to figure out, you know, who knows if there's mass changes? If Kellen Moore is retained, who knows what happens there? But it is not a great season for the L.A. Chargers.
1: No, it's been unfortunate, and, and not knowing uh, the specifics of the injury yet. I mean, I, I went through having a malafinger. I broke my right index finger. You know, tried to play the following week, couldn't really tape it up or, or be able to support it enough to to really you know have any power or pop on the throw since your right index finger is the last thing that touches that football as it comes off your hand. So they could be in a really tough spot where it, it could even be Easton stick, you know, the rest of the way, uh, if they do what they did for me, where you're going to throw pins in to then stabilize that. So the bones and, and the ligaments can all, you know, heal up and, and obviously, create stability back through that finger. But I mean, I'll say this much: like I, I lost, I don't really have much, you know, feeling on the end of my finger. That's usually what happens when you kind of, you know, throw some stuff in your body and all that. There's going to be a little bit of nerve damage always. But in, in this case, it'll be interesting to see if if he can hang on because without Herbert, I, I don't feel like they've they've got much of a shot. No, uh, of climbing back into this. And so it feels like the writing's on the wall for the most part for for Brandon Staley. And the last thing I'd say too is, you know he's got to manage how and when they go for fourth downs. I know he's overly aggressive with the way they handle those situations and their game management, but you know, it comes a point in time where like you got to read the room. If you have got a backup quarterback in there who hasn't been as prepared, you know, to run some of these situations. Like I can promise you, when you're preparing throughout the course of the week, the the end of game situations, the fourth down, the, fourth down, the critical situations that you are, are game planning for, the starter's taking. He's not giving up those reps. If he's giving up reps, it's it's probably down a nine on seven where it's a you know, mostly a run period, so you can get down the footwork for handing the football off. He might give up a few reps in a seven on seven period, or maybe team pass or something early in the week for for first and second down. He's not giving up third down reps. He's not giving up red zone reps, two minute reps, and, you know, critical situation reps. Those are the ones that, as a starter, you want to be out there working with the guys you're gonna be throwing to. Like you even like you could have a wide receiver who might be out. And you'll be saying, hey, I need you in for this play. Like, I need a sense of timing and, and rhythm or how, or how this window is going to open up and close like for this particular play. And so you're, you're a lot of times trying to make sure you have everything out there and practice like it's going to be in a game. And so when you're a head coach and you've got to back up in, unless it's dire circumstances, depending on the, the point of the game, you've got to be more aware of that sort of thing. And it's not like the Chargers defense hasn't been improved. Oh, it has been, 100%. That that group's 100% been improved the last few weeks.
3: Um, Now, uh, two of the worst performances this week in the NFL were belonging to those Chargers and then also the Las Vegas Raiders, Um, and it's appropriate because they're on a collision course. That'll be your Thursday game on Amazon Prime. Mm -hmm. So I'm sure that'll Mm -hmm. do massive numbers still, and uh, Al Michaels is thrilled to have to to go to Vegas to uh, cover this one.
1: Do you think that makes the steak not taste as good?
3: Um, I'd somehow th- I think Al Michaels is, is kind of, I, I think he's like most of the blowback he got last year. I think people are going to look at this one and say, you know what, Al, we're with you. And they're going to serve him like one of those big, like great outdoors, 96 ounces. And he's just going to sit there and chew on it during the entire game. That, that would be the move there.
1: Now the old 96. Yeah. The old 96 mm-hmm.
3: sixer. there's nothing on that plate, but gristle and fat. <laughs> and then he goes and he eats it and he throws up outside. Um, now, when you mentioned the uh, finger injury, was that the one that you talked about on the air before where they numbed you up and were drilling into your hand? Is that the one? Oh, through watching? my nail. Yeah, yeah.
1: Well, we, we didn't God. know. Like, I, like during the game, I just thought I'd like stoved it like you would like a basketball when you're playing, right? You jam your finger. And so then afterwards, you know, we won on Monday football. We're all excited. Um, It wasn't until that Wednesday at practice where, like, my my finger was still really swollen. I was having a hard time moving my uh, index or my middle finger. And so finally after practice, like they tried drilling through the nail because it was, there was blood on under the nail to like release some of it because that's typically what you do. And I was like, man, I, I think you're going in pretty deep. Like, I think, we, I think we, we've drilled far enough. Let's, let, let's, maybe, let's, maybe, let's maybe give it a break. Hey, buddy, and, your, uh, your
3: drill bit's coming out the other end. <laughs> yeah, and then, then we went
1: for x-rays and they, they kind of like came back. They're like, hey, look, here's the deal. This is what's happening. F uh, that, man. Yeah. No, it was it – was, what was frustrating was that at that time of year in Cleveland, you really got to be able to spin the football and have control over the nose of the football when you're throwing. Uh, otherwise, like, it, you're not going to be able to be very accurate. The ball is going to flutter on you. And, and and it matters up there big time. So we came out the next game – um you know, honestly, like didn't I made a couple throws, but not 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 enough. Um, made one poor decision on a pick, uh, and then outside of that, they were like, "Hey, this isn't working." I was like, "Yeah, it's probably not." That was the receiver's fault. He ran the wrong route. No, no, that was one hundred percent my fault. Damn. Like, I definitely, definitely got foot on the coverage. It was actually the funny thing was, is <laughs> had I just read the play out to the progression instead of trying to throw a skinny post in on the backside, it would have been perfectly fine. The problem was. As they, dro- they dropped off the backside end, even though they rotated down to the same side, which didn't make any sense. So if I just would have thrown, if I had read the other side of the field and just thrown to the flat, it would have been wide open for a huge gain. Uh, but therein lies like interception. It's like, ugh, that's not looking good. All right.
3: Well, here's what's not rough. The progressive play of the day.
2: Ethan Evans finding to Tylan Wallace. Evans hangs a wobbler. Wallace settles under it at the 25. Gets a block. Comes to the near side. 30. Spins out of one tackle. 35. Along the near side line. 40. He's at midfield. Wallace to the 40. Still in his feet. 30. 20. 10. Celebration time. No flags. Wallace in the end zone. Hayes in the
3: Ravens Radio Network on the call that is your Progressive Play of the Day Progressive is making things even easier they will help you bundle your home and car insurance together so you can save on both learn more at progressive.com or 1-800-progressive uh, Iowa Sam is telling me he's got a uh, a dynamite joke he wants to drop on our lap here
1: I think Sean McVay needed a Tylenol after that play
3: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs>
1: How about that?
3: <laughs> man, oh man. Sometimes just leave it in the holster. <laughs> oh, <man>. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, it is Two Pros and a Cup of Joe here on Fox Sports Radio. We're going to put a bow on this bad boy with another edition of You and You Out right here on FSR.
2: Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, Lavar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific.
3: on Google Play or the App Store. Game on! Two pros and a cup of Joe. Fox Sports Radio. Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox with the here. If you missed any of this show, including a surprise involving one divisional matchup that took place yesterday, a surprising revelation on who the favorite is to win that division, and speaking of the playoffs, somebody has a radical idea on how to change the NFL playoffs for the better. If you miss any of that stuff, you can check out the podcast. It'll be posted up shortly after we go off the air. You just search Two Pros wherever you get your podcast, And be sure to also follow, rate, and review the podcast. So follow it, rate it, and review it. Again, just search Two Pros wherever you get your podcast, And you'll see today's show posted right after we get off the air. And we will be back on the air coming up tomorrow, 6 a.m. Eastern. time three o'clock pacific sticks will be back and we'll be looking back on double barrel action on monday night football in the nfl but right now it is time for this
2: this is really big news two pros in a cup of joe want you to know if they're in yeah please or if they're out all
3: right lead the lap what do we got guys we
4: have double barrel action talk about it a bunch. Are you guys in or out on the Packers as six-point favorites on the road at
1: MetLife? Out. I'm uh, I'm out. I think the Giants can keep this one close with the Bison hey. Hey. passion, man. Hey. Hey. How you doing? Hey. How you doing? Tommy DeVito. on the
4: Packers, though. Hey, It hey. hey. he takes DeVito to get you over there. I'm just saying. hey!
3: hey.
1: passion. I'm a goal. I'm goal. By the way, have
3: you seen any of this, a, any a, of this stuff a, coming out of uh, New York where there's been reports that uh, Wink Martindale and uh, Brian Dayvold don't exactly get along as far well, as that? Uh, I,
1: I think there was two or three weeks ago where there was um, a heated discussion on the sidelines. I remember yeah. seeing that. I didn't really see much after that. But look, when you mirror a playoff team one year, the next year doesn't go as well. Even though I think you could all point to the quarterback situation being the single biggest issue for them someone still has to take the fall and you know end up getting blamed on all this
3: that, that was uh, Martindale's uh, quote over the weekend he just said well yeah our relationship is the same we're just not winning this year yeah. <laughs> it's like,
1: yeah, it's like that's, that's how it is yeah I mean look at the frustration on the sidelines for the chiefs. Yeah. I mean, seriously, like, have you ever seen Mahomes and Andy Reid explode like that? No. Now, and part of it's the frustration because they felt like Kadarius Tony did check with the official, and Tracy Wolfson backed up a report that you know was confirmed. You know that he did check, and they're upset with the line judge about it. So, anyway, there's more to that, but I think you, obviously frustration usually rears its ugly head when you don't win enough football games.
4: Guys, Double Barrel. We also have Titans at Dolphins, where Dolphins are two touchdown favorites at
1: home. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I, if they were on the road, it would feel a little bit different. But, yeah. Tyreek Hill in a primetime spot like this, it's, it's a lot of points.
3: It, feel, it feels like know. kind of a showcase game for them as well, too.
1: Yeah, yeah. They're gonna Light it up. Yeah. Light you it got up fiends bit. to the left, fiends, fiends to, to the, the right. right. Oh, sing it.
4: Sing it, Lee. And you're the only one in town. <laughs>
1: I get like a little twang, a little trill. Hi. Off there.
2: Hi.
4: Brady, were you in on uh, Jaden Daniels winning uh, Heisman? Did
1: I that... was. I have a vote. I'll be transparent. That is who I voted for. Uh, I thought he was spectacular this season. I know someone came up with a stat uh, they were like, you know, 25% of his touchdowns were, with his, were against two teams. I'm like, okay, okay man. Come on, man. Like, I, I don't get it. It's like people can't be happy for people. No. Just... And, 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 look, he was, you know, a good player at Arizona State, transferred to LSU, and he's become a great player, now a Heisman Trophy winner. Give the young man a ton of credit for his path, his journey, and everything he was able to do. <laughs>
2: Well,
3: if not against these, two, okay. So, yeah. All right, well, I'll tell you what. Okay, so we'll, take away those 25. Right. <laughs> he's actually still okay. competitive
1: with everyone else who was up there for the Heisman. He had that many touchdowns. This
3: is what bothers me with stats, because you could literally turn anything into a stat. It, it right. annoys me at times.
1: Stats don't lie, though, Jonas. That's they don't sad. lie, dude. <laughs> Got your stats right here. There is What
3: else, Lee?
4: Uh, this is a weird one, but I've had it in the holster for a while. I know you didn't do it, Jonas, because you have your kid with you. But are you guys in or out on single riders line at a uh, theme park?
3: What uh, like a single riders line? What
1: well, the you hell guys, does that you even mean? You guys have kids, so you don't know. But single riders, like you get a separate line because you're there by yourself. Yeah, even though you're with people. Yeah, I'm against that. Yeah, Stand in line on. like everyone else, Lee. Yeah, like... <laughs> no. We'll, we'll I mean, it's it not like you it. don't have an adult beverage in your in your hand. Yeah, come on. It's yeah, true. Sure. I got to sip on that. Jeez. Yeah.
4: Shut up, Lee! Oh, oh,
1: oh, O'Reilly! Do you need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts.